So to yourselves in righteousness, rape in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Chapter 10, verse 12. Kosea sura kumi kanyiria kakuminabili. Mwesigire mutukirivu mukungure ngokusasira wekuri mukabare etaka lyamwe eritaridime kubanga obudde butuse okunonya mukama okutusa rwalija nabatonyesa nabato obutukirivu Heavenly Father we commit the reading of your word in your hands that that we have always had every time and now and then. Uh, I have ever had my pastor preaching it here. And so are you. So I just have just a little thought. So which uh, if we can go with it as we are going back home. Just to remind ourselves. We want to talk about or to, to think about the cost of renewing our strength. The cost of the cost of renewing our strength. Blessed be the name of the According to the scripture which we have just read in the book of Hosea, we see uh, the there is some kind of complaint between God and his Israel. Because Israel was known to be God's people. It was known to be God's children. And God's eye was upon Israel. And his love and protection was upon Israel. And whoever talked against Israel, 
He could get problems with God. And whoever could bless Israel, it doesn't matter which kind of life you are living, but the, the fact that you are blessed Israel, you couldn't go without a blessing from God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that's how Israel was special before God. Until other nations knew those people have got their own God. Their God is fighting for them. Their God is taking care of them. Until Israel was an issue. Even up to now. Israel is still an issue. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But as time went on, Israel knew, Israel yeah, we are God's children. We are God's love. It doesn't matter. Yeah, our God is merciful. Our God loves us. Above every other nation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And which was right. It was true. But sooner or later, they started feeling that kind of a feeling. Until they started feeling, yeah, even if you lived any kind of life. We have long, walked long enough with Jehovah. We have seen his miracles. We have eaten food from heaven. We have had no doctor but God himself. We have walked a long way. We have fought many battles. Our God going before us. Praise the Lord. So I think it's time also. Yeah. The more close we are to God and even if we do something we may not really do as how we have been doing. So that's how the enemy tricked them. By feeling so Praise the Lord. That's how the enemy came in until they started not really taking, taking heed of the principles of God and really trying to make their own choices and making their own ways and their own programs yeah, to have to have freedom. But that was the cause that brought trouble. It brought judgment on them. So whenever they could fall into troubles, then they, 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 they remember 
remember to go back to God. After whips, after judgments, after troubles. And then they remember to go back to God. When they go back, because God is merciful, after whipping them, he draws them close to him again. As if that is not enough, they do the same thing. According to this verse, God was telling them, because there are things that can separate the fellowship of God with man. One of them is unrighteousness. It is a wicked kind of life. It is a sinful life. It doesn't matter how much God has visited your homes in the night. How much miracles he has brought on your table. As long as you make it you think it he doesn't care how you live. You have brought damnation on yourself. That will cut God's fellowship. As long as God's fellowship is cut from you, you can remain with the testimonies of food God has given you. You can remain with you can remain with testimonies of how God has healed you in curable diseases. And which is true. But as far as God's fellowship and, uh, and communion with you has been cut off. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that's why God Israel. Behold, I send my angel to, before you to lead you. Be aware of him. Be aware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not. Praise the Lord. Amen. These were commandments, instructions from God. God was telling the children of Israel because they didn't have an idea. They didn't have an idea of the way that we are going to pass through to the promised land. It is only God's angel who knew the corners that were involved in in the way. So that's why you told them be aware of my angel. Obey his voice. Provoke him not. Because if you do because it is possible to provoke him. Then your character 
by your behaviors uh, zawe, by your attitudes it is very easy to provoke him so that's why God passed an instruction a warning telling them beware of my angel obey his voice because it is possible among you to be be, some people who don't want who don't want to obey so therefore obey his voice be aware of him blessed be the name of the lord because he's going to lead you and through the hititites these, these were the enemies of Israel. Praise the Lord. They were the enemies of Israel. And the Israel didn't have strength to overcome them. They didn't have an idea of what they, uh, these, uh, the enemies are having. For my angel shall go before you. Don't make a mistake to go before my angel. Don't make a mistake to, to direct him. To instruct him what to do. But let him lead you. Praise the Lord. And when you allow him to lead you. He will bring you unto the Amorites. These were not friends of Israel. These were giants. These were enemies. So that if, if you Israel want to succeed in your journey, you have enemies before you. And you have no idea how to overcome them. But I'm going to send my angel that will make you pass over them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So he'll bring, he'll bring unto the he will, he will bring thee unto the Amorites and the Hittites. This is another group of, of, of enemies. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And the Perizzites. And the Canaanites. And the Hivites. And the Jebusites. And I will cut them off. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you seeing the, the kind of enemies the, the Israel had? They didn't have an idea how to overcome them. If they thought they were trained enough to overcome enemies, maybe they could overcome the Hittites only. 
But they are Amorites. They have no idea how to overcome the Amorites. And if they have overcome the Amorites and, and, and the Hivites, they were the parasites ahead of them. And they didn't have an idea how to overcome them. It only took the angel of the Lord to make them overcome the enemies. Praise the Lord. And for them to succeed, they had to obey the instructions which God gave them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the trouble we're having today. But many times God has dealt with a lot of grace and mercy. We have seen too much grace of God. And God has woken us out of sleep sometimes. And we have seen the pillow of fire in our homes. And we have dreamed spiritual dreams. And we have felt moving in the air. And we have felt we are when while we are seeing our bodies down. And by that you think you are so friendly to God until until God owes you something. Praise the Lord. So, if God could warn the people who ate manna from heaven, if God could warn people who drank from the rock, what about the people who have never even eaten food from heaven? I mean physical food. The other one, they ate physical food from heaven. And when they brought some rugezigezi, God whipped them. Then what about people who think, how, how, who try to think, really, is there food in heaven? So that's why God that's why the Bible says if it is hard for the righteous to be saved where will the ungodly be? Where? If it was hard for people who had seen God dividing water physically Dividing the Red Sea. Many of them perished. Then what about people who just believe? Praise the Lord. Come Can I get a half a deacon here around? 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. So the Bible has told us to sow ourselves in righteousness. If we sow ourselves in righteousness, the Bible has, has, is giving us an advice. It is for you either to obey or not to obey. It is not a force to you. But it is an advice if you want to, to maintain a fellowship with God. And the reason why you are like the way you are it's because you have obeyed instructions from God. Or you have refused to obey. Because as we talk right now. We are not on the same level. There are some people here who will go to heaven. Because they have chosen. To obey. I mean. Not because they have dreamt moving with winds in the air. But because they have chosen to obey instructions. That's what has made them to be. The, to have the kind of Christianity they have. And there are some who, who are just seated there. And they have calculated year after year. Calculating the, the Christianity really does Christianity. But, but, yeah, is it real? But okay. We shall obey. Until from year to year. Calculating if there is heaven, if, if, if heaven is real or not. If, if, if truly the Bible is the word of God. Or it was just written by prayer for people. Maybe they were so full of love. And the, just like how people compose songs. Maybe the same applies to this place. No, no, all is coming from God. I am telling you, normally preachers bring good news. But I'm telling you sad news tonight. I am bringing sad news to you. Woe unto you. Because you think that you being in church reading the word of God, understanding it, and you are able to memorize it verse after verse, 
And you're able to know no. how a Christian should conduct himself. No. And you're able to know how a Christian should dress. No. And you're able to know how a Christian should live. No. And you think by that you can dress better than a Muslim. And clothes will take you to heaven. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but this is the reality of the truth. Am I, am I speaking a contrary, a strange language which everybody looks at you like this? To talk about it, if you're not understanding, Everyone is being a gloomy face. Someone Someone says, yes, trying to say, what are you trying to say? What I've said is what I'm meaning. That if you do not repent, you're going to be destroyed. The only thing the church will do for you, it will buy a coffin for you. It will never take you to heaven. Amen. Because, because you have chosen to disobey the instruction of God. And that's why you are the way you are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because you have chosen. Deliberately chosen. This is a deliberate choosing. Not because you don't know. You know too much. Until sometimes you wonder what to do. You would rather have never been born on this earth. Because you know a lot and the fact that you know a lot you will be asked too much. That's why Jesus told the Pharisees you if you were blind perhaps God could have mercy on you. But the fact that you say you are seeing, that has brought judgment on you. You know, there is something which happens. You have known the will of God for your life. And you know by all means you have to do it. And doing it, it is going to give you life. And not doing it is going to bring you judgment. So you remain, you have no it is either death or life. Whether you choose or not, whether you like it or not, the fact that you know 
That when I choose this, there is life. When I go with this, there is death. That's why I said at the beginning. At least if you were not born, just leave the Catholics. For them, they, are, they have. But the much you know, you, you here. That's a proof that's going to judge you. You will be judged not because you don't know, but you knew too much and you did nothing. What, what a misery. What? Uh, I don't know. It is a mix of sorrow, a mix of misery, a mix of anguish. That's how a person who has lived in church for years, he will seek, he will seek mountains to fall on him. And the, the mountains will run away from him. No place of hiding. The reason why you are hiding or the reason why they will hide is because they had full knowledge of what God wanted their lives to be. But by some reason according to the world which seem to be true according to the standards of the world they had some genuine reason that really failed them to attain an eternal life. People will have reasons why they will go to hell. And nobody will never know the reason why he has been sent to hell. Because when before God sends you to hell, you may say, here is just some place ahead. The moment you die a second from now, you will realize that things are real. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That is the only trouble we are having. That the fact that we know too much of what God, he has a picture. The Holy Spirit has revealed to you the kind of Christian you are supposed to be. And because of reason why A, B, C, D, that seems to be genuine according to the flesh. They have run short. They have made you short of that vision. And that is the very reason why you will perish. Yeah. 
The Bible has told us to sow ourselves in righteousness. In other words, let us deal away with evil. Because if we don't separate ourselves from sin, any kind of unrighteousness, any kind of iniquity, we are in bad terms with God. This is the advice God was giving the Israelites. Show yourself in righteousness. If you show yourself in righteousness, you are going to reap mercy. You will reap mercy. Praise the Lord. And after you have sold yourself in righteousness, then break up your fallow ground. A fallow ground is a, a piece of land which at one time it was so yielding. It was so fertile. It was bring food to the sower. It was bring joy to the owner of, of, of the land, of the garden. Because it was able to, to produce. But after some time, because of some reason, which could be genuine according to humanity, maybe the owner was too busy to take care of that land. That land has been there for about maybe six months now. And because you have, you have not dug it, you have not given it attention and care. It again hardens. And then the things that you didn't want start growing in it. The thorns, you find their snakes, you find their snails, you you find the any, any weird plant, any plant which could pierce you, what has caused all that? Because the land has been neglected. Because, yeah, you are busy of some kind of business. You didn't have time. And because you didn't have time, that's who those are the effects of the land. So God likened the children of Israel with this language of farmers to break up their fallow ground. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when you again want to resume digging that, that, that land, maybe you are going to pay a double price. You are going to pay the price you paid at first. At first, also, you, maybe you found it also fallow, hard, the owner oh. had left it. It was so hard and so bushy. 
full of scorpions and, 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 and snakes and you got a hoe and you got a panga and you got a slasher and you start cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting after realizing now the, 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 the grass has, is dried you got a matchbox and you burnt them and you gathered them you gathered them while sweating while some stones are piercing you perhaps you killed some snakes because now you want to utilize this land you are paying the price because there is a vision that is in you of this kind of land praise the Lord amen that is the price you paid at first. And after doing that, you got a hole. Maybe you, you had workers who started Amen. You started uh, that primary cultivation. And then you, 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 you first leave them. And then after some time, after some time you get other workers. You also hire them to come again and kukabala. And after going through it, you also gathered your lumbugu. And you burnt it. And, and after that, then you started planting it. And after planting it, then you started becoming happy. That is the first cost that you paid. So when you leave your land to harden again, you are going to pay the same. Only this is a double loss. Do you understand me? So, this is what God was telling the children of Israel. If you don't do like this, you will remain the way you are. You will remain hardened. You will remain indifferent. And after breaking now the hard, hard ground, then it is time to seek the Lord. And not only seeking the Lord, but seeking Him until until he reigns righteousness in you. It is not enough just seeking God. It is not enough. I'm seeking God. I'm seeking God. That is not enough. But make sure as you seek God, you should have an answer. Amen. Until 
Musa. He reigns righteousness. Until he brings a change in your life. Amen. Until the reason why people have lived in Christianity and Christianity has become a burden and Christianity has become something that you don't really can't explain oh Christianity is not easy oh Christianity is something it's true. Christianity is not easy. If you don't really break up your fellow ground, it becomes a burden on you. Until you, you ask yourself, all these years I have spent in Christianity. Where is the change in me? What have I achieved? Perhaps there are some weeds you left and uprooted. Perhaps there is some piece of land that you neglected to break. And as long as you break some fallow ground and leave some pieces and fallow and leave some pieces perhaps the margin perhaps the end of of the land and you have done the, the biggest part of the land but just a few things here and there just a few things on the borders that's where Christian church is right now. That men and women. I am saying men and women. They have done a lot of repentance. They have repented bigger things. But have left minor things. Minor. Small, small things. They really don't matter. Ah, this is human. This is human. There is a man the prophet talks about. He's called Daniel Curry. Daniel Curry was an evangelist. He says, This was a man that everybody thought of. He was a Christian man. He was a sainted man. The person who everybody admired. But he says, when he, he went into a trance or had dream of something, he, he found himself on, on the pearly gates of heaven. And while he was there, he introduced himself Hello, hello. I'm Daniel Curry. I'm, I've been an evangelist on earth. I have won many souls to God. I have won thousands of souls to God. And my life on earth has ended. And now I've come 
to rest. The angel said, you are who? Daniel Curry. Final, you are failing. Where is our fire? Try to check and open and open. Daniel Curry. Daniel Curry. Daniel Curry. Daniel Amos. Who's this? Daniel. Daniel Stephen. Daniel Stephen. Let us start with C. Take us start with C. Curry. Okay. C C C C Charles C C Charles Charles. Daniel Curry, we don't have him on the list. Daniel Curry, Nick Curry, Daniel. No, 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 no. It has to be there. The angel said, No, here we have no mercy. It's not about how many souls you have won to Christ. Are we together? It's not about how many souls you have won. How many money, money is you have invested in the kingdom of God? How many offerings and iron shoes you have bought for the kingdom of God? It might be what we can do for you. Maybe we can refer you to our... Yeah, you can just go and make a pill. And Daniel Carlos said, okay. He went and started walking. The prophet said that as, as he started walking, he, he started feeling so light. And the bright light started approaching him. Bright light. And while he was walking towards that, he started Hearing some questions. Daniel Curry. Daniel Curry. We are you perfect on earth? Immediately. That light that flashed him. It couldn't leave anything hidden. Whether I thought he thought on earth, which was not pure, or anything that he did on earth, he said, No, I was not perfect. Have we ever taken have we ever taken something that didn't belong to you? I'm not quoting the quotes are here, but because of time. Have we ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Immediately he remembered. Said, yes. Where are you truthful in every issue? In air, not some issues, but in every matter of your life. I'm saying, in every corner, you, you who is sleeping, I wish I was near you. Were you truthful? Were you sincere in the way you handled everything that came to you? You know, you see, you know, 
You can say, you can plead that you know you see when you are here. When you have that confidence here, or playing around and reasoning out things. You want to make impure out, you want to make impure things to be pure. You want to make things which are condemned. To be justified. You see, I'm also a person. I'm glad that I'm glad I'm, I'm a human being. And I'm glad I'm speaking to my fellow human beings. The things I go through, I am sure. It is happening here. Because the fact that I can see you, you can also see me. So what I go through, you also go through. The difference is how do we solve things? When such things come on our way, how do we handle? Amen. I can handle them badly. Or you can handle them rightly. But once I know I'm handling it badly. And I try to defend the bad side of mine. And I try to, to defend. Then that defense can work here. But up in heaven, I'll be asked, were you truthful in every issue? Amen. Amen. I am not beating about the bush. We have many customers of this someone here. And never customer anji about your kika kuchino. We are all customers. Fena fena to diba customer. You plead, you, you know you are guilty. Omanito you know msango. But you want to overtalk someone. Ne yagero muto yogero miseko oyogero oiseko. You don't want to accept blame. You don't want to accept your mistakes. Because by virtue of your position, by virtue of your wisdom, you can play around. That game stops here. But brother, the day they announce you dead, that is the beginning of your trouble. As you wait for your fellow men and women, to join you. I'm talking to you. Not as a group. 
But to you, because on the day of judgment, you will not have any excuse. You will not tell God that we did not hear. Oh, that language does not apply. It is you. You will not say we did not. It is between you and God. You sort out issues. When you refuse, the reason why I'm saying you are refusing is because you know the sins that are in you. Your neighbor may not know, but you have full knowledge of the things you ought to make right. And you feel, ah, and let me first go to town. And I eat some. I'll come back and let him not specialize me. Suppose you die before you reach town, what happens? Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, as how we have seen the farmer. When he neglects to plow, to take care of the land, and he leaves the land to, grow, to again harden, he has to pay the same price he paid at first for this land to be active. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And when a man becomes a Christian, his nature is different. Are we together? When a man becomes a Christian, he gets a different nature. He is made up different. All the old desires of the world is gone from him. He becomes united with the dove of God. And all the, the gall of bitterness is taken out of him. Hey, the gall of bitterness is taken out of him. And you don't want no more of the things of the world. When you become a Christian, after hearing the gospel, after obeying the conviction, you feel I should surrender. And, and, and because of that contrite and a broken heart, you have shown to God it doesn't take God a minute to come and take the evil habits. He changes your attitude. He changes your desires that you have been craving for. He changes the habits that has, has, has bound you for years. And, you, and, and from there you start 
you just despise the, the funny magazines you have been reading. Those data, data magazines and you feel now they are dirty And you go on your mobile phones and read funny messages you have been writing. And the, yeah. and, and you go on and revise the clips you have in your phone. By doing that, you are attracting the love of God in you. Because your appetite has been changed. And you feel now you want more of prayer. You want more to read the word of God. You feel you want to be closer to God. And you see the things of of the world and you wonder oh God have mass upon these people and you start praying for other people for God to have mass upon them because of that high calling that you are having and the effort you are doing to see that you come closer to God within no time your spiritual meter shoots up. Very high. Within no time. You start hearing angels singing. Don't you hear the bells now ringing? And whereas the song leader is singing the song, to you, you had them in the dream. To you, you already had them in the dream. The same song is singing here. It's just a confirmation to you that God is near you. Amen. And everywhere you walk, you feel you are surrounded with the presence of God. And you feel you, you want to kneel down on the streets and pray. And when you enter the taxi, oh, you feel you just bow your head on the chair. And you get the hanky and rub the ear. The tears. The tears. The tears. Of God's love in your heart. Oh, you are... There you are in the heavenly places. You are seated with Christ in heavenly, heavenly places. Having fellowship. That what happens. When a man begins the right Christianity. Amen. Amen. When you begin right Christianity, that's what happens. Amen. That is a stamp. That God has put in your heart. The kind of Christian life you ought to live. That is a welcome call. Welcome home. 
In this home, this is how we live. In this home, this is the atmosphere we live in. So, so son, never depart from that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then you start singing on a heavenly anthem. And then you start singing and you walk in heavenly places. Oh, and you feel like traveling on. Amen. And you feel like you want to travel on. Oh God, why don't you come now and take me home? You are not minding about what your neighbor's condition is in. Because it's not a group thing now. It's not a group thing. Everybody, everybody on his home. Oh God, I wish you can come now. Whereas your neighbor is saying, Please God, I plead. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as you go on, Amen. You know, Satan is very wise. He's not happy about the experiences you are going through. And how you are bragging around. And then he makes you feel now. Oh, now I'm so spiritual. Oh, I wish the pastor can preach on this subject. I feel pressure on my heart. I should go and tell him. And God has told me, Pastor, preach on this. Now, Satan is just on you. You feel now you are so spiritual. Until everybody is just under you. Until you feel you want to call anybody. And you become a prophet or a prophetess. And when it happens that you dream a dream about someone. You wish to publish it in newspapers. And everybody should know that God has made me dream about that brother. God has shown me. And sooner or later, you make yourself a God and to God. You make yourself a God of some sort of and until even the church some funny believers also. They started start seeing you as if now you are above the pastor. Uh, you would be the one to understand for the pastor. And now they bring their prayer request to you. And you, and you also make you like an empire in an empire in a church. And you start seeing anybody is now not spiritual like me. I'm special. You know the reason why I'm like this? 
How do you see a child of God is only the child of God? cigarettes, alcohol, and this. I grew up and I never knew such things. So I grew up like that. God knew that I was His son. Or his daughter. God has a great work to satisfy some people. You see, if He satisfies the drunk, you have never taken alcohol. But that person. Amen. You are the person the Bible says. <laughs> that the level which you are on, you are blind. But you don't even about it. You are miserable. But you don't know. You are naked. But you think you are closed. You know, we have fought a lot of battles. Oh, we have fought battles for God. We have sought God. Let's first rest a bit. The moment you start that kind of a channel, of course, the devil cannot come to you directly to make you commit, commit you adultery, to make you do havoc public. But he will make his way skillfully in you. That will be a cancer eating your spiritual system. Until you The revelation which you had of aiming higher to reach God. Every day you feel God is all. You, I mean, you owe God something. You want to do something for God. You feel God, I'm not worthy. Please, Lord. 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 Please, Flowing. Because you feel so insufficient. You feel so unable. You feel so empty. The more, more you seek God, the more God seems to be so far. And that pushes you more in anguish. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's hard to say amen. Even if I was there. I'll just look the way you are looking. Amen. amen. No blame. Because the Holy Spirit is diagnosing our diseases. And when they tell you you have cancer, just repeat for me. What have you said? You have said what? I have cancer. Hey, you will be having a big 
problem. But when they, they tell you you have cancer, you start sweating from nowhere. You look for where the phone is yet it's just before you. I have cancer. That means you are accepting the condition you are in. But it is true. There is no need of jubilating over it. And so are you tonight. When you discover this and this and this and this, there are some things that you have left. Oh, brother, it, is, it pains to do the major things to pay heavy price for major things and then you leave a few things just a few things that are going to hinder you to reach where you are supposed to be that is such a naku why did you leave this thing? We see we are going to sacrifice for God. But God has told you to destroy everything. Those so-called nice fetishship, what are they for? What are they for? Did you destroy everything? Oh, yes. Hey, oh, uh, it's true, Pastor. But some sheep which I'm hearing there, you see, we are going to thank God because He has helped us through the battle. Yeah, you're going to offer to God. Did God tell you to spare some things? You see, the act of sacrificing to God is good, no? But did he obey the whole instructions? He obeyed the biggest percentage. But he spared some lamb. That's what caused him trouble. So the same applies to us. Let me just finalize a few things there. And sometimes when we find ourselves like this, uh, when the Spirit of God is judging, is passing through our lives, and then you seek for where to begin from and you can't get. You don't know even how you should pray. You don't know how to start. Yeah. It means you have understood the language of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has revealed to you the condition in which you were. But when you, after realizing the condition you are in, the Holy Spirit, will, I mean, God will not force you. Because as he reveals to you, he describes for you the medicine. 
These funny, funny, funny phone calls I make, I will not repeat them. You remember how you've been misbehaving at the workplace? The Holy Spirit is, is describing you and giving you a prescription. And he does not force you to take it. But he describes your condition and he gives you what to do. And he leaves you. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And now, you find that so many people who at one time they were full of God. The love of God was just pulling them. It could give them sleepless nights. Too much love of God. And now they are just bound in prison. By some form of negligence, they thought there was something very small that has pushed them in spiritual wilderness. It has pushed them. In some spiritual wilderness, they Until you just look at the figure of a person that is here. But you don't know what exactly is happening in their lives. Because that person has been in Christianity for long. He, he knows how a Christian should act. And because now the life of God has gone out of him. He has remained with a form of Christianity. How a Christian should behave. And he tries and fails. But then he couldn't try. It was just automatic. He couldn't force himself to love someone. He couldn't, he, whoever could make a mistake would say, Oh, it's not him. Oh, it's not him, it's the devil. But now, the, the canker worm has eaten that out of him. Until he knows that a Christian should forgive. You have forgiven you. But do you know what Sansa did to me? Do you know surely what he did? I forgave him, but I'll never forget it. Now he's saying what so and so did to me. But the other time, you could see the devil that was doing it, not this brother. Amen. Has eaten that. So when they come to that, to that spot, where they feel. I cannot now go forward. 
I'm talking about a Christian. Who has ever lived in the presence of God. And now. And now. He's just in a, in a spiritual wilderness. The only thing he can do. I wish God can help me. And take away this evil spruce. I wish God can help me. And take away this evil habit. Oh, I can serve him. This is the only thing that can take him to hell. The rest of things they have no problem. But this, with God can help me. I wish God can help me. So many people say, if the Lord will take this evil spirit from me, from drinking, from gambling, from lying, or stealing, or I will serve him. This is a quote. God knows our weaknesses, brothers. To him, it's not a surprise. That each one of us, there is some form of a, a spirit. It may not, it's not adultery, my oath may not be this, it may not be this. Maybe it's that or the other. But some spirit are really. Oh, every time you. Go down on your knees. Oh God, I wish you can take this spirit away from me. Every time you rise up and start walking, and you're feeling good in the spirit, and from nowhere the same thing comes. Oh, I wish God can take this spirit from me. I can be a good Christian. I wish I had the other spirit, but not like this. Oh, God, have Oh, I wish God you can take it to me. Listen. So many people say, if, God, if the Lord will take this evil spirit from me, I will serve him. The prophet says, but that is up to you. You see, you got to do something too. It's not enough just wishing. I wish God you can take this. The prophet don't, don't bring God into such stories. The Father is saying that is up to you. It's good I'm talking to people who are having troubles like that. All of us inclusive. Myself inclusive. 
I don't want this spoon. Mukambe kitu kinosikiagara. And you know it is not about just wishing. Techiri kuchuliranga ochegomba wegomba wegomba kwanga tori mumbera wetu. The prophet said that yeah. is up to you. You go to do something too. They that overcome shall inherit all things. They that overcome. You have power to do it. You have power to overcome that demon. It doesn't matter which magnitude of demons. You don't need to classify that this is bigger, this is smaller, this is medium. Is it a demon? The way how you think this is smaller, the person who is having that thing you think is smaller is also oh God I wish you can help me you have power to do it you have power to overcome that demon but you must be willing to lay it down you must be willing not to give it a comfort. You should not give it a comfort zone. For me, that's how I was made. Now, what should I do to eat? That is a comfort. You are just watering that demon. It will kill you. It will carry you to hell. As long as you still entertain that demon. That is me. What do you want me to do? Can I change myself? I am telling you, you are in trouble. Amen. You must be willing. Brother, I saw this and this and this about you. Is it true? Who told you to be my, my overseer or my keeper? Ah, no. It's important what the one tells me to do. Hey, you mean in all the people you dream about me? You are in danger. Amen. You see? You have, you should be willing to put it down. You see, God could not push you, push us through a little pipe. And pull us out of the other end. And then he said, Blessed is he that overcomes. And yet you had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. 
In other words, if God has pushed through this pipe and he pushes you through and he comes here and he, and, and he puts his hand and he removes you then there's nothing that you have done you are an individual. Oh. He has just pushed you and then he has pulled you at the end of the pipe. And then he said, blessed is he that overcomes. So what have you overcome? To overcome, it means you have wrestled with something. And you have prevailed over it. And you have overcome. And you can show scars of the battle. Here you are down with the scars. And then you wake up, you stand up, and then you stand. And then you stand. And then you stand. And then you stand. And when they, when they ask, who has ever fought and overcome? You have enough boldness because you have ever fought. You have ever wrestled with some evil spirit. And you have overcome it. Amen. It means you are an overcomer. You had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. But you have got to... But you have got to make a decision for yourself. You as an individual who feels you are troubled by some demon who feels you are troubled by some habits who feels you are troubled by some nature which you didn't make application for. You just found yourself so you have got to make a decision for yourself how to fight this kind of a demon in doing that we show our faith and respect to God. When you show God that you don't want this demon, how do you show him? How do you show him you don't want that evil nature? You decide. You, you choose, you decide. You get a determination. I'm going to be on my knees. Night and wrestle and fast. And fast. That men and women have discovered their shortcomings and they are so reluctant about of their cost to overcome our subject the cost of renewing our strength. Blessed be the name of God. We always want to liken ourselves 
Like an eagle. How many eagles? We are eagles. We are. But do you know how an eagle renews its strength? Because it was designed to, to go through storms. It, it was designed to go up higher. It was designed to hunt for its own food. And God gave it all those tools to help it. Amen. But after going through all that, after some time, the feathers grow weaker. The feathers become loose. The beak become now bent. Because it has hit many things. And now the feathers feel that it cannot now confront the storm. And yet, according to its nature, storms are the ones that make it. So when it discovers that, it can no longer now feel so weak. So we run frail. It's enough. I don't care who laughs at me now. You no longer speak sing special songs. What happened? You no longer preach. Did you fall? No, no, no. Speak whatsoever you want. I feel I can't manage. Pay me first to go to Kaz. And you go there. And then the eagle will get this feather, the wing. It will look for a very a place that is very hard. Where there is no comfort zone. Where there is no sleep there. And it will choose to pay the cost of it if it is to renew the strength. If it does not renew the strength and yet it is supposed to confront storms, the storms will, will disintegrate it. So it looks for a rock. And it chooses to pay the cost. Do you think it is a joke? It's not enjoying. After hitting the field, there's some blood is coming. But the feathers are still there. The issue is not about the blood. That's the issue is about the feather. So my point is about the feather should come out. It's not about how, ma how, how much of the blood. Until the feathers come out. It gets another one. It remembers the, pay it the cost it has paid here. It gets a determination to remove the weak feathers because it's supposed to confront the storms. After some time, the beak is deformed. Deformed. 
And then after some time, that's all full of blood. You can no longer now flap the, the wings. There is a moment it has now to wait for the feathers to grow back. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But one thing it knows, once the feathers come up, they will come stronger. And it will not be a problem for it to confront storms. And then it will start fulfilling its God-appointed opportunities. It will start doing the purpose of God in its life. And the reason the way you are right now because you have failed to do that. And I'm telling you in the name of the Lord that if you don't repent you will die later. That's how you will die. If a nigga can accept to go through that pain, what about you who think you are wise? God has no respect of things. You look of, 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 the, chick, of the chick in the egg. The prophet says, God equipped that chick in the, that little chick in the egg. It has nobody to consult. It has never seen anybody doing it. But God designed it in a way. He put instruments in it of how it can overcome the shell. It doesn't matter how, how, how weak you think it is. The prophet says, as long as the, the little jam is in the egg, as long as it comes in that egg, it starts knocking. God designed a beak for that chick. That it doesn't have to wait for a leave. For some favorable condition. It, it is a shame. That God gave the world a rest a leave. That God gave the world a leave. Amen. Of COVID. Because a lot of excuses we are going on. You know my school. You know I'm a teacher. You are a teacher. Stay home. You know I'm a driver. You know I'm this. You know I'm a pastor. I have no time to seek God. You know I'm supposed to be at church every time. That is an excuse. Stay then at home. So nobody will have an extra. I didn't have time, God. God gave time to you. But it is unfortunate that you rarely hear testimonies. 
people receiving the Holy Ghost. Of all the time they have had. All the leave that God has given the world. To Christian believers. You have a lot to answer. God gave that potential to the chick. Every time. It has to help itself. To crack that shell. Day and night. To crack that shell. That chicken, the mother cannot help it. The only thing the mother can do is to give it warmth. That's why you come to church and the pastor encourages you. You get a good sermon. You get nice songs and you feel you are blessed. She's just hovering over you. But when it comes to cracking the shell, that is your responsibility. And if you don't crack the shell, you will perish. If God cannot be merciful to a younger chief, what about you? What about you? Who think you are? You, you who can copy. Who can see. What to do and what not to do. But the chick is in the shell. If he doesn't know the, the, the language of consulting. Oh please pray for me. Oh, please help me here. Please what should I do? Is this up to it? To obey. God has provided the way for it. Amen. But man will always try to reason. The way God has. The way God which has. The way. God has provided for him. So the reason why man will perish is not because he doesn't know but he has refused to obey the way. Amen. Let's stand up.